Welcome to the Chicago Golf Tour Podcast, sponsored by Sub70 Golf. Sub70 Golf is the number one direct-to-consumer golf equipment company based out of Sycamore, Illinois. By cutting out middlemen and unnecessary overhead, Sub70 products are roughly half the cost of other OEMs. Everything is custom-built, and they typically have one- to two-week turnaround times. With a full equipment line from driver through putter and options for everyone, go check out Sub70 Golf at golfsub 70 Com. All right, folks, welcome back and welcome back to episode 20. Robert, how are we doing? <laughs> Good of yourself, Tom. Have I ever called you Robert? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Usually it's just Big Rob. Yeah, well, funny story, up until college, I was always Robert. My family calls me Robert. No one else. I mean, yeah, yeah I wasn't Rob until I was in college. And when I came back and everybody started calling me Rob from college, everybody kind of does like a double take of who's this guy so do, so do you get pissed when people call you robert or are you you just used to it no i don't i like robert oh okay. I, i'm 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 the third so right. it doesn't you know so what about, i just don't like what about big rob you like big rob that's fine big okay. rob's fine as long as it's yeah. as, as long as it's not robbie that's all i you know yeah, yeah. um i'm kind of the same way although like i've been getting called tommy my entire life so um it is what it is but i like big rob from um the old school what is that the old mtv show uh oh uh, rob yeah it was, it was actually uh black rob but i like big rob <laughs> that's a great big. show robin big was awesome rob big was awesome with the dog speaking of did you ever hear rob's deal that he made with we're totally off subject here but whatever uh we'll keep going um mm -hmm. rob made an insane deal after robin big with mtv um and his ridiculousness and then his other spinoff that he did he bet he basically leveraged sponsors so mtv it was some kind of weird deal where like in the clause rob could bring on his own sponsors but he had a clause in there like he can go out and do whatever on the side so they're like yeah sure whatever so basically he just went out and then used those same sponsors that mtv brought in right and then he just went and made a deal with them on the side it no was, kidding it was insane yeah like for hundreds of millions of, of dollars so Man, that show was awesome in college i remember always having to buy the dc stuff <laughs> yeah i thought that show was hilarious um Anyways, let's talk golf. Did you watch yeah. the uh, the Honda Classic? I did. I mean, we watched some of it yesterday together, but yes. for the majority of it, um, yeah, I did. It was it was entertaining. Always a tough track, right? But um, just the whole turning it on when we were working yesterday on the site, and then turning it on and seeing Berger already down what two or three strokes was nuts yeah it's actually as soon as we turned it on he was what yeah. he was what plus two through one or plus two yeah plus two through yes. one, plus two through mm -hmm. two um the wheels fell off quick for him on sunday mm -hmm. yeah um bear trap ate up a lot of people a lot of balls in the water what was there like 280 plus balls in the water yeah i think 282 or something like that but i mean after watching Thursday, Friday, and how he played, I thought it was just going to be, especially like 
watching some of it Saturday. He was just going to coast to the win, but man, that was a that was an entertaining finish yesterday. Yeah, nobody nobody really did much um, Saturday Sunday. Like there was nothing crazy out there. I think Straka. I think didn't he put up the second or first? Did he put up the best round Sunday? He's four under. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I know he had a he had a good back nine. Um, but, but I think uh, no Shane because Shane came in at 67, and then who else went low? Anyways, I just feel like Saturday Sunday was kind of just like there wasn't a whole lot going on. Um, course was playing super tough. I mean, <laughs> there were just so many dumb shots. Like, not I mean super hard shots but like you know some of the the bunker shots like who was that who put he putted out of the bunker oh yeah it went into the water right yeah i didn't even i didn't really get that play because he had quite a bit of room like mm-hmm. i felt like he was kind of in the at the low point like in the middle of the bunker so i didn't i don't know it was kind of weird but whatever um yeah of course i mean the bear trap is no joke um here's my question though do you think if it doesn't start pissing rain on 17 on sunday do you think that changes the outcome oh yeah same i I don't think i don't think shane would have duck hooked that drive but you know uh they all played in the rain you know his approach into um 18 to get the birdie was i mean he was doing it in the rain so but You know, I don't know. I think Shane will at least birdied 18 and send it to a playoff for sure. Right. But I'm almost positive. Didn't, uh, didn't, um, Straka, didn't he tee off before the rain? And then I, I, know. I think, I mean, but he still had that approach at 240 yards or something like that. Right. Where I, so that's where I think he said that's like when it really started coming down. So, mm. Yeah, which is just crazy to kind of think about, like, you know, rain on literally the last two holes. Yeah, it was coming down good too. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Shane Lowry was clearly like wiping his grips and his 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 uh, his wedge, like basically until he got told to hit. Like, that's my worst nightmare. I hate playing in rain because I I just feel like the club is not secure whatsoever in my hand during the rain. Do you, I forget. Do you play with two rain gloves? Do I? Mm-hmm. I mean, I will, but like that, if I'm in that situation, then I'm not having fun. I'll tell yeah. you, I mean, I have rain gloves and yes, I do have two, but, um, and they're the, have you ever worn those black foot, foot joy uh, rain gloves? I have them in gray. I don't know if I brought the story up. I think we talked about it before, but in the Ryder Cup that we do this past year at Geneva National, the one guy from Wisconsin plays his whole round with one rainbow uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Is that the psycho who carries his bag down the fairway too? No, it's not Bob. <laughs> no, I, I definitely have them, and I'll use them for sure. Even the winter ones are awesome, but, like, no, I don't really go – Tommy two gloves unless it's pouring out. And then if it's right. pouring out, I'm like, get me out of here. I mean, I think that's right. 
for me, Reigns by far. I'd rather play, to be honest, I'd rather it be 35 out in like sunny and no, mm-hmm. no rain, no snow compared mm-hmm. to like 65 and raining. Um, I mean, especially with like the grips that I have on my clubs, they're just, they're, you can't play with them in the rain. See, I have dry tacks too, which are, well, one, I, I got them because my hands, you know, sweat a lot, especially in the summer. I didn't know that, but thank you for sharing. Well, <laughs> hey, man, you, you always got to be planning ahead, right? So, like, if my gloves sweating through a lot, like in the summertime, then mm-hmm. I want something tacky, right? Um, but my brother-in-law, I know he's probably like you to where he's kind of got, like, those thinner, like, um, what are they? The lambkins, I think he uses. As soon as they mm. get wet, I feel like those things are just like a pole. Yeah. It, basically, yeah. once the felt gets wet, I feel like those things are ruined. I have those uh, 2G golf ride wraps. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as I feel like they get wet, it feels like they're just like going right out of my hand. So speaking of why I got some some of the things on my mind i need to first we need to talk about lululemon it is now it's almost a month to the date i ordered them january 29th still have never gotten them um i actually canceled the order last week in the the customer service lady had the audacity to tell me if you receive them you don't need to return them. I said, <laughs> I said, oh, I won't. So then I thought it was pretty nice of her. She she emailed me a, a $30 gift card. So they refunded the the whole entire order, refunded or uh, sent me a gift card. And then she was like, honestly, they're probably still going to go. They're, they're probably going to show up. And I'm like, well, they've been in Tennessee for a month, so I'm not going to hold my breath. And then she she started laughing but uh yeah i mean in these things better you know these things better blow my dick off <laughs> unless that happens lululemon's on my shit list so what are you gonna do with the 30 dollars gift card are you gonna buy a second pair i'm gonna give it to my wife because oh, smart gonna, move. yeah what am i gonna do with 30 bucks to lululemon everything in there is like 200 bucks so whatever um secondly I thought so last week when we went to the to the sweet spot, I was under the impression that they did have top tracer. You know, just like COG does. Sure, sure. Maybe I was confusing the the text combo. Um because long behold, I showed up to the sweet spot. I thought the place was closed when I pulled up. I mean, we're talking about uh, uh absolute dump. I mean really. Oh yeah. I mean, you pull into the back there, like behind Odyssey, the lighting's awful. Like it's really dim. And that's what I'm saying. Like there's three cars in the lot. And the, and the first thing I noticed is that half of the driving range uh, net was just flying in the wind. I'm like, okay, well, this has been a good sign. So then I walk in, it's very local. So there's people at the bar. Um, those were the three people in the parking lot. Nobody out on the driving range. So I go out there, their heaters are like circa eighties. You know, I don't even, I don't even think that was like legit 
uh, so like the old like, school CTA heaters yeah. you for the train. Yeah. And I don't even know if that was like legit piping. It looked more like muffler, like mechanical or yeah. Like kind of like not even mechanical piping. It was like, it was real shady. Um, heaters weren't great either. Um, so anyways, one flag about 130 yards away and, but there was like four other greens. None of them had a flag in there must've been 6,000 balls out on the range. I mean, this place was just, as soon as my cousin showed up, I looked at him and I said, you brought me to this place. And I was a bucket. I mean, it was 10 bucks for an extra large bucket. So it wasn't bad. Um, but here's the thing, like he lives out in, I think, uh, Manhattan now and I'm in Oakland. So like mm-hmm. it, there would have been no difference in, in terms of going to like cog, mm. I'm sure we would have paid for it, but I would rather have paid for it than, I mean, to be quite honest, the setup that I have in my garage is better than the sweet spot. So really, yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. Uh, well, I mean, by your, your video, you look like you're hitting the bombs though. <laughs> I mean, or was that just one good one? It was a couple of good ones. I, oh, okay. I definitely, I definitely sprayed a couple ones as well. Um, driver. So are you moving forward with your PXG pursuit no, of no. filling the bag? No, no, no. Or we're still to be determined like it's not even the i i honestly i think my i was hitting a lot of good short irons and because of that i was hitting more and more and my driver swing as soon as as soon as i was hitting driver i'm like i don't know what i'm doing like i there was a couple of ones where i you know i wasn't sure if you know they would be two fairways over you know hmm. yeah so driver swing is still very awkward right now and then going in between the both of them like it's just so night and day but i think that's why i like the pxg because it's so it's so much heavier and i you know i do have a, a slower swing so i just feel like there's more there's more lag and head weight behind me opposed to like a, a lighter you know my lighter t- uh, titleist but Anyhow, I feel like I should have, you know, uh, talked about those two things while they're on my mind. But um, yeah, I appreciate I, the honesty. Yeah, I, I my cousin texted me today. They're heading to the sweet spot tomorrow. Um, I said I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what it's supposed to be fifties the rest of the week, right? Yeah, we're uh, getting there. Yeah, we're getting there for sure. I mean. It was again a beautiful day. Like all I think of, for some reason, all I think about like right now is how sloppy it is, and then just like for some reason hitting wedges, hitting fat wedges, and just like seeing the earth move. Like that's what mm-hmm. I don't know why spring. That's just what it reminds me of. Um, your your league night is when. And when and how long does that go for? 
so it, it's he kind of mimics ours. You get a whole week, so it's you just need to have your round in before Friday night at six. Um, but it goes from the week prior to Thanksgiving already all the way to Masters Week. Oh, and it ends Masters Week. Yeah, championship is Masters Week. Damn, that's long. Can you? Uh... Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's eighteen weeks of competition, and then um you know the playoffs and the championship but it's it is i mean it's a nice nice break to get in there once a week and just you know swing the golf club obviously um but you know with the weather becoming in the 50s and everything and seeing all this stuff it's like you want to get outside like you said you know right 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 um yeah we're we're what six weeks out from yeah about six weeks out a little bit a day or two past six weeks from opening day on the south side tour Mm -hmm. speaking of south side tour rob we're going to jump in to the south side tour schedule this week and then there we go yeah and then next week we're going to do the west side tour and then the following week we're going to do the north side tour otherwise this podcast would be about two hours long (laughs) so uh just to recap you know, the Honda Classic uh, burger completely shit the bed. Um, Straka wins. We both agree that the rain definitely changed the outcome. Um, I did like Shane's uh, little um, comment. I think either Kyle Porter had it, but um, about, you know, hopefully, you know, his luck turns or he gets, you know, the go- I'm paraphrasing, but the golf gods, you know, give him the green jacket like his game turns around for augusta or something like that well that's the thing man like so do you like honestly i i would love to hear like if straka makes that eagle fine so be it then he should win right but mm-hmm. do you think he was sitting on 18's fairway like oh this like this rain if i can get up and down in birdie like i have a serious chance like that changes that rain alone changes you know a 1.5 2 million dollar shift one way or another you know what i mean mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's huge so yeah i mean the go- <laughs> in that to your point like the golf gods were definitely not on anybody's side and did you hear in the telecast it was like a a 10 percent rain uh, chance of rain there Right. Yeah. Nobody, and the cell just stood there. That was like right. Like none of the fans had umbrellas because it wasn't supposed to rain. It's crazy. Nuts. Um, all right, let's jump in to the 2022 Southside Tour schedule. And we started off by bringing back an OG that was on the schedule year one. Um and maybe one and two. two. Yeah, I think it was one and two. But uh, we kick off. We go back to Sanctuary, Rob. Mm-hmm. Sanctuary is a nice little track. I do. I, I enjoy that. It's a little fun track. Yeah, it was the first time I ever played it with um, when we played it for the tour. Really? Yeah. Living out here, I just never played out that way. But it, I did enjoy it. I mean, very. The first hole starts off nice and easy, but you know some of those holes on the back nine get you. Yeah, well, that's interesting because honestly, ever since we 
started playing it. Ironically enough, when I think about Sanctuary now, I actually think about your brother-in-law and your father-in-law who play in a league out there, Shane and Mr. Mayor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we yeah, were they, That's right. They play in the Wednesday league there, I think. Yeah. The the year that we were out there, we ran into them, and then we, we had drinks on the patio with them afterwards. So now I always think about them mm-hmm. uh, for Sanctuary. Yeah, Sanctuary. Sorry. No. Hey, I enjoy it. Um, Sanctuary, like you said, is it's a fun little sporty track. I think, you know, the first couple holes, even, even the first couple holes, if, if you don't stay in the fairway, you could run into some trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even that little bend, you got a nice little short par three. And then I, I feel like things really start to pick up when you play the, the rooster hole. And if, if people have been out the sanctuary, you know, it's either a rooster or a chicken. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I don't. You're, oh, for guys that have played sanctuary, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. In that back corner, I think it's four or five. That's the first part five. Oh, yeah. Okay. When you're tucked away, well, all you hear is uh, a chicken or a rooster going nuts. So that's the rooster hole. Um, that's when things start to pick up on the front. And then it is link seed to start off. And then I feel like it kind of opens up some tight holes coming down the stretch uh, on the first nine. And then, yeah, the back, the back's tough. I mean, you're all over the place. You go on the other side of the property into the back mm-hmm. of the woods. That's where things get a little tricky. Well, I feel like it's tighter on the back nine, right? Yeah. You know, some of those back holes. So. Yep. And then even um, I think 17 is an awesome wall. I believe it's 17. It's a par five. Yes. I was thinking about that. I was trying to figure out what par five that was because it's, you got to go in between the two ponds, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got to carry a little bit of water off the tee. You got to be in between the, in the two little, well, one is like a lake on the left hand. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you could blow it right into that pond, but. Yeah, and then, you know, it, you, you still have quite a ways in, even if you are, you know, in the fairway. Um, so, yeah, Sanctuary is a, it's a fun little track. Um, I don't ever really hear a bad word about it. You know, it's, right. it's typically, you know, it, it plays shorter. Um, well, it, it is shorter, but I would say it probably plays to its number, if not maybe a little bit longer, just because I feel like it's always windy there. Windy, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's open for the most right. part. Right, right. And then we move on to event two, and that's the first major of the year. And we go to one of the historic uh, Southside Tour venues, and that is Ravislow. I mean, Ravislow. Talking about the Southside Tour, you can't talk about Southside without including Ravislow. Right, it's just a well-known staple. Um, everybody loves it. Used to be private, probably eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, it's taken care of really well. I still think they tarp off the greens like over the winter, which is kind of like unheard of for a, a public track. But that probably stems from its its private roots. Um, it still catches a lot of heat uh, online. 
I mean, I'll be honest. I, I didn't like it prior to playing on the tour. And then since we played it a few times, it's, it's grown on me for sure. Really? Yeah. I well, just like, I don't know something about it. I just never really enjoyed it. We played, we played a lot of it when we got out of college, but as far as like when we started playing for a tour and stuff like that, like the Ryder cup was a lot of fun there. So you yeah. kind of, kind of see the, what the course you can make of it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Ravisol. I could say I'm burned out sick of Ravislow, and then I go play it and I love playing it every time. I think the layout is awesome. Um, obviously a shorter track, but that's another one that just because it's, you know, shorter doesn't mean it's, it's easy. Um, mm -hmm. I see, uh, a Ross design, um, small greens, target golf, a lot of front or a lot of back to front slope. Um, if you, if you aren't hitting greens and reg there, you're in some trouble. Um, a lot of, a lot of strategically placed greenside bunkers that are kind of like deep little pot bunkers that sometimes can get hard to, or be hard to get out of. For instance, like, uh, what is that three? So the second par five coming back, mm -hmm. you got those pot bunkers on the, the left and right hand side of the green. You get in one of those. It's pretty tough considering that green is hard back to front. Man, I can't stand hole four. Hole four, three. Hole four is tough. That's another one where if you're in those bunkers, you're either either side bunkers or that one deep, yeah, it's it's trouble. Um, that's that's why I love Rav, just because it's it it is short, but it's super challenging. Um, and like I said, it is it is target golf. So if you're not hitting your spots. You're blowing it all over. Well, you're blowing it all over anywhere you're in trouble, but um, even hole five. I mean, hole five is awesome. A lot of people hate it just because you either got to hit like, you know, a cut hybrid or mm -hmm. layup with a long iron. And then mm -hmm. you have that kind of downhill approach into that green, super cool. Um, again, bunkers everywhere. Um, and then after that, Part three is fun. And actually, that, that next part three, um, the second part three is pretty tough. That long one over the, the water. What is that? Uh, seven, oh, you mean, the third, you mean the third part three? Yeah. Yeah, the third part three. Sorry. Yep. Over the water. Yeah. And then the front is pretty vanilla after that. Um, although eight, I like eight's approach into the trees. That's cool. There's usually a bunch of shadows, um, you know, especially if you're playing like somewhat twilight. I just think it's a cool shot. Uh, the back I think is, is definitely where things pick up. Cause then you got super tough. Well, 10's, 10's pretty straightforward. 11 is ridiculous. Um, especially from the back tees. If, if you get a, a day where sure. the, uh, the grounds crew is, is trying to be mean to you and you get that back tee. It plays at like two fourteen or whatever. Oh, mm -hmm. super tough. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. And then the back, the rest of the rest of Rav is awesome. So um, even the, the last couple closing holes, I mean, could really, 
make a difference. You could definitely see some low scores on the final holes and you could see some blow holes. So yep. yeah, Rav's always a great one. Um, mm-hmm. Historical pro or pro shop too. So then we move on to event three, good old Glenn Woody. So mm-hmm. Glenn Woody, what, what's your take on Glenn Woody? I like Glenn Woody a lot. I mean, we played a lot of it for high school golf. So I like 16. I like, it's a course that, you know, if you, you can spray it a little bit and still recover. Um, You know, I feel like it's a, it's a very gettable course, you know, very gettable. Had some of my best rounds there for the tour. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoy that course a lot. Yeah. So it's a good walk. I mean, it's a, it's a nice fun course to walk. I have no, it is a good walk. The, the back's tough to walk. The front's easy breezy. Um, the front is super gettable. <clears throat> if you can go even or, you know, even maybe one under, two under on the front, because it's very doable. Like you said, you could kind of spray it all over on the front um, and get away with some stuff. A couple par fives that are, are definitely reachable. Mm-hmm. Um, the back is where you have to save. You just You just have to play pretty much like defensive from 14 on. And if you can manage 14 on, you'll be in good shape. I yeah. Mean, I think uh, 11 is one of the prettier tee offs. 11, 11 blows. Um, you don't like 11. I like 11. I, I hate, and I love and hate 11. So okay. I would say probably, I don't know less than half the time I'm down that hill until the left, mm-hmm. but like not the shit, but enough to be blocked out to where like, mm. I have to just like kind of punch one up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great, it's a great T-ball though. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Um, even 12 is fun. A little par three. The back, yeah, the, the back's fun. It's just, like I said, if you don't manage playing a Sunday league there, if you don't, I've seen so many guys play well and then just shit the bed from literally like 13, 14 on, completely mm-hmm. just ruins their entire round. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've played well the entire time, especially on the front. Um, I'll tell you something about Glenn Woody. Glenn Woody has probably top five shadiest greens around their greens are always unbelievable mm-hmm. they're always in really really good shape there's a, i feel like there's a lot of little i don't know um shady undulation that you don't really see um there's a lot of break so and that's just only because i played there so many times but I remember when I first got out there, I'm like, I don't see anything. And then that, that putt broke like three feet. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, their greens are always in great shape. But um, Glenwoody's always been a classic. It's it's another one I've probably played upwards of, I don't know, close to 50 times. So, And then, Rob, for uh, event four, we head to one of your favorite stops. Mm-hmm. And this is a shared stop. We're sharing this with the, the West Side Tour this year is uh, Heritage Plus. No, the West Side is sharing it with you. <laughs> I'll 
I'll, I'll take that. That's fair. Um, I'm pumped to, to head back out there. I actually missed it last year, um, not being on the schedule. I know they have a, a new pro shop going right now. Um, Michael's super pumped about that out there. I've heard it's it's in probably the best shape it's ever been in. So, and they typically treat it, you know, they are a public course, but they tend to put a lot of effort into their maintenance and, and keep it up. So that's why it is one of the, the hidden gems of the public world. But I if cannot... you guys don't know by now, by now it's we're talking about Heritage Bluffs. Why did I never say it? <laughs> no, it's all right though. If people people listen to this podcast, they'll get the they should know right away. Are you were you willing to bet on that? I bet on that. Okay. I'll bet you 10 bucks I said it. Okay. All right. Bet. Um, because I'm pretty sure I said we're going to one of your stops, Rob. We share this with you, and we're going to Heritage Bluffs. But we'll hey. We'll catch. We'll play it back. We'll, we'll play it back. Tapes. Yeah, we'll catch them. Okay. Right. Anyways, Heritage Bluffs, right off the bat, hole one. Hole one's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice open hole. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a bad hole on the course, but yes. No. no. And then um, two is an awesome tee off into that, into the funnel or to, you know, the lane. I mean, I think it's just, you know, like I said, awesome all around. There's some really good holes. A lot of target golf off the tee, like we always talk about. So, my bad. I am thinking of hole two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because one is like wide open. Like it's no, just two, straight. like you, two, like you're elevated and you're going into yep. your feet, right? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, hole two. Um, and then I feel like once you get into that like back corner, like once you play that par three, that's downhill where the backstops like the wooded area, maybe like mm -hmm. seven. I feel mm -hmm. like from there on it, it gets, it gets serious. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of tight holes, a lot of strategic holes, a lot of fun greens. Um, the back is super tough. Yeah. Especially if you've never played there before. I mean, you pretty much use every club in the bag for that a thousand, course a thousand percent yeah it's um but again it's i think it's a course too that you can you can get away with some stuff off the tee um for some of the holes on the front at least because it's open but and you could save yourself um but there's there's very gettable holes too so yeah again i mean even 10 10 i'm pretty sure you know I'm pretty sure I teed off with like a four iron or a hybrid last. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you just need a you just need a hybrid on ten for sure. Yeah. So there's yeah. To your point, you do use pretty much every club in your bag. Uh, but if you haven't played there before, it could definitely be super tricky. Like you kind of just find yourself in a spot. You're like, like I don't know where I'm going, or yeah. like, or like where's the hole at. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point because I think that's one of the courses. I mean, A, it's so easy to get to, but um, B, it's very affordable, but it'd be a, a course to go have a practice round at because you would, it's a course that you would enjoy, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, like I said, we've given Heritage Bluffs tons and tons <laughs> of plugs on this show, but yeah, Heritage is unbelievable. Um, event five, 
second major of the year, Rob, PGA Championship. And this is, I feel like Ravislow and this course, Belmoral, are pretty much in the same category. And to be honest, I think Belmoral should get more credit than it does. I think Belmoral is, it's easily probably in my top five around. Mm-hmm. I mean, just for the playability, I think the layout. So I'll, I'll say this. Belmoral's layout is awesome. I feel like it's similar to like a George Dunn layout, but George Dunn just isn't kept up and it's always a six hours round. Belmoral is able, and the price is a joke for a force, force reserve course. But Belmoral, you go out there, it's like 30 bucks, 35 bucks, mm-hmm. whatever. It's always in great shape. Greens are lightning um, and it's super tough, but. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty, if you think about it, like it's pretty playable in terms of how open it is. But if you're not in the hole, you don't really have a chance to hold the greens from like anywhere outside of like the fairway or like, you know, the second cut. Mm-hmm. So just coming in from different angles, you know, they have some strategic bunkers, but Belmont is awesome. I mean, it's so hard. That place literally will eat you up and, and spit you out if you don't have your game there. Right. Um, the back there, probably one of the best back nines, I think, in the state. Um, so many pretty holes, so many elevated tee shots. I think one of the best holes that doesn't get enough recognition there would be probably be and i might mess this up so let's see you got 10 11 12 yeah 12 super tough tee shot because you have these huge tall trees right in your face like 70 yards away on the left side and the whole plays like a slight dog left off the tee Mm-hmm. It's it's elevated where you're like up on a hill and then it goes down into a, like a gully and that kind of mm, yes. that that second shot into the green, I think is one of the best shots in Illinois. I can see that. Yeah, it's just it's it's really tough because you have trees protecting, you know, basically the left side. Um you have to you literally have to throw a dart. You can't really swing something out there to the right. Um, greens elevated, bunker front left. Green runs back to front, right to left. So it's just, it's a super tough hole. It's a ton of fun. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you go to the next hole, and that's literally like my least favorite hole in Illinois. So that Is that the par three? Yeah. Yeah, that... I would say out of like the 40 times I've played Belmoral, this is honestly God truth. I've might've hit that green less than five times. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's got your number. It does. Um, but yeah. And then the rest of the back is, is super fun. Um, even coming in, the, we're going to go off subject here, but, I play in a tournament um, every year, and 
up on like 16, 17, 18, there's this little corner. That's the, the Tash invitational corner where all the boys meet up, watch everybody come in. It gets super rowdy in that corner because you got the par <laughs> three, you got the par four coming back and then 18 going back. So it, uh, it's a ton of fun. Belmont is always a, a great track. Um, and like I said, that's the, the second major of the year, the PGA Championship. And then we head mm-hmm. to another OG, and that's the sixth event of the year. And we head back out to Old Oak. Old Oak was year one's championship. Um, yeah. Old Oak is shady awesome. It's a great course. Great course. It's a it's a tough it's a tough course. Right. Um, but again, it's one of those courses that you can actually go low on. You know. Yeah. There's. I don't. You know. It plays. It plays so much longer than it is. Yeah, there's some. I mean, some of those par threes too play pretty long. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know what that. Uh, maybe seven, something like that. Six, where it's basically uphill. Plays like literally two fifteen, two twenty from the back. It's got the huge bunker front right, elevated tee. Basically it's six. It's basically right after you're done playing the part, yeah, the part yeah. five. Yeah. So yeah, the, the course, even um, supposedly it's the number one hardest hole on the course is number three. Number three is no joke either. Like, Oh, I, I hate that T shot. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying for like, it almost appears that you're closer to the hole, but you're not right. It plays so long. Um, and then, yeah, you kind of, it kind of gets squirrely towards, you know, when you're coming back to the clubhouse, you know, there's a couple tight holes and then that part three, um, let's see, what is that? No, that's on the back. Yeah. So then you have nine coming in, which is super tight and you kind of just got to throw it out there mm-hmm. you know, over, over near the barn there. Uh, over near the barn yeah and then the back back's pretty fun you know you got a lot of drivable well well i mean 11 is one of the one of the harder holes too bananas that hole should be a par five <laughs> i mean unless you cut that corner at an insane angle you don't have anything less than like Four, four iron in, maybe five. Like and dealing with that creek, right? It's just that's a crazy. I don't know how that's not number one hardest hole on that course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even what is that sixteen, fifteen, or something like that? You're coming downhill. That's a where you have to cross the creek or come up short. Um, and then, oh yeah, that's yeah fourteen, I think. Yeah, and then you got a you know a par three. And then a par five and a par four to end it. So the last couple holes are fun. Even the last hole is pretty fun. Um, coming in towards the, the pond there. Mm-hmm. And you got to go over the pond to hold that green. Um, yeah, it just, it's a very low key. I don't think one, a lot of people know about it. Um, I think it's definitely, it's, it's definitely very wooded. Um, 
but it just plays so much longer than it really is. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, event six. And then for the third major of the year, Rob, we go out to, for the U.S. Open, we go out to the Kankakee Elks. And you've played the Kankakee Elks many times. Uh, yeah. Luckily, right? Earlier. Yeah. I think I think Bishop Mack had their invitational there every year. Um, but, yes, I'm actually playing there in a couple of weeks, too. Pretty excited about that. So, want to know the first thing that came to my mind when you said Bishop Mack? What's that? We played there when I was a junior, and their like fan base, they had couches behind the end zone. It was bananas. Really? Yeah, like their student section. They had a bunch of couches and people were going going crazy. I mean, it was awesome, but it was, you know, it it uh definitely fit the the southern atmosphere. Um it was pretty wild, but yeah, King Keox is awesome. Another shorter course, pretty wide, pretty wide open. Um, I think the biggest takeaway, bar none, is their greens. Their greens are ridiculous. Um, you wouldn't think, so it's kind of weird, even just showing up, you know, pulling in the parking lot, even teeing off on the first hole, you wouldn't think the greens are what they are until you arrive at the green or, you know, are ready to hit your approach. And then you're like, holy shit, these greens are insane. Mm-hmm. They're just super well done. Um, some plateau greens. They're always in really good shape. Um, quite a bit of undulation. Kinky Elks is just, you know, one, it's, you know, about a 40 minute drive. So a lot of people, you know, around these necks aren't familiar with it but <laughs> the the guys that go out and play you know will tell you that kinky elks is mm-hmm. one of the best courses around here um go ahead you got something no i was gonna say yeah i i enjoy it when we play it so um that's probably one of those courses that i'd like to drive down and play with you guys yeah for the tour yeah so then we uh we conclude there we conclude the the third major of the year and then for the eighth event, Rob, we head out to the brand new, well, brand new to the, the south side, well, to the Chicago Golf Tour in general, is Whitetail Ridge. And Whitetail Ridge was a, a track I was able to play and scout in September, and I was blown away. Um, just such good golf, so well taken care of, um, kind of had some some country club feel to it um how well the fairways and and greens were taken care of just the setup alone was super cool there's a lot of that's another course will you you'll hit every club in your bag um a lot of cool par threes um i remember one towards the i i want to say like 16 you're literally on like this huge rock canyon hitting down it's almost like a tiger woods video game kind of shot but you're hitting down um probably like 40 feet down into a green super cool um a lot of fairways that that kind of get super tight as you get up to the green so they you know kind of choke down as you go there's a lot of movement there i felt like 
you had to move the ball there, even if it was your second shot. So, you know, you kind of, you know, kind of have to just manage the course there. But from what I took away from mm-hmm. it, I remember it was just, it was really well done. Um, couldn't wait to get back out there. So we knew we had to put it on the schedule. So that's the eighth event. And then we head out, then we head out to, that's, that's a, that's a course that you need to come out uh, with me and go play. You definitely got to check out that track. Um, Then another OG, Um, we head to Harborside for the open championship. And it being the open championship is, is probably a good fit for Harborside. Really good fit. Yeah. So we're playing. So last year we played the port there and then we did the championship, which was uh, starboard. So this year we're playing starboard as the open championship. Um, Harborside, again, like catches a ton of heat. I kind of have a love hate with it. I enjoy, I do enjoy playing it. Do I think it's fallen off a little bit in the last 10 years? Yes. Do I think it's ridiculously overpriced? Yes. Do I love the course? Yes. So either way, I'll always continue to, to play it. Um, they, You know what they need to do, though? They need to get somebody out there on those cart paths, the potholes. Oh, they're bad, yeah. They're brutal. Yeah. That kind of fits with the city theme, though. So, sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, Harborside's a classic, man. I, I don't get, like I said, I don't really get the hate behind it. I understand pricing, whatever, but Harborside's a gem. I mean, there's yeah. so many fun holes on that course. Um, a lot of trouble, you know, but then again, there's some holes where you could blow it away. I feel like port, I feel like port is definitely more open than starboard. I feel like st- Although I believe Port is uh, rated lower, if I'm not mistaken, but for some reason to me it feels starboard feels tighter, um, just more enjoyable holes I think. So mm. you know, and then obviously you have the coming down the stretch there. You got the 17th over the water, which is like their one of their iconic holes on starboard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you basically are hitting it over a little inland. Um, and then 18, you finish with a par five. You know, the whole clubhouse is watching. Yeah, it's a fun finish, you know. Yeah, that thing's surrounded by bunker galore. Um, again, another tough green front to back. So, yeah, Harborside's always a blast. And then we head out to our 10th event, Rob, and we head out to another OG, and that's Cock. And we're playing cog number two, the ravines. Mm-hmm. Cog number two, the layout is awesome. Um, again, I'll use the word sporty. I think it's just a fun, it's a fun little track to play. It's definitely gettable. Um, you just got to be smart on some of the holes for sure. Uh, yeah. So I was just going to say, you kind of just got to manage the last you know i would say maybe like last four holes um there's definitely some holes too like again if you've never played out there like i i hate five t's off yeah yeah and then even um 
what's the other one where you basically you you come off to the end of the fairway and then you have to hit it's like a landing pad and then you hit onto the green i think that's later on maybe like 10? is it 10 well 10 is yeah you gotta you can't hit driver you gotta lay it up and then you gotta you know it's the landing pad like you're talking about right down low and hit it to green right it's kind of a dog I mean, left. no that one's pretty straight um i think you're talking about 12 i think you're talking about 12. yeah and then what's but anyways the- i mean there's there's nine's an awesome par five and then you know you gotta 10's a tough hole 11's an awesome par five because the dog legs right and you're you're teeing up it's a blind shot so is that the one where you're kind of in the back like wooded area yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a tough hole and then even the the hole right alongside that the next hole you come playing this way where you hit yes yeah that's a tough one. that's a tough approach shot mm-hmm. um, no i mean the back nine is a lot of fun yeah yeah cog's always like i said i think sporty fits cog um definitely gettable definitely a lot of fun um usually in good shape last year i think we caught it at a bad time it was pretty beat up but you know cog's usually in pretty good shape um Mm -hmm. and then we head over to the playoff and one that we've had on there so yeah i would say it's an og uh it was off the schedule last year and maybe the year before or maybe just last year anyways the playoff at calumet country club so I have a very big love hate with Cal. Um, I think I think some holes are awesome. And I think some holes are pathetic. There, I think their layout stinks. They redid their layout, like I believe within the last ten years. Right? You walk past, so you walk past the clubhouse like three three different times. You obviously tee off on one, right in the back there, and then when you come off sixteen, you walk past or fifteen. You walk past that, yeah, I think fifteen or sixteen. You walk past the first tee, and then you go to seventeen or whatever. Um, And I think you even do it again. I don't know. I just the format drives or the the layout there drives me crazy. I do really, and that's another uh, Ross track. So it's obviously, a, it's a great design. I just think the the mapping of the holes just blows. Um, I think the holes itself, for the most part, are pretty cool, especially on the back. Um, a lot of good holes, even the opening hole is awesome. Um, start off with a par five, you kind of got to go through mm-hmm. a little a little shoot you know, on your approach in squeeze between mm-hmm. the trees. Um, I feel like there's a lot of holes there where it gets tight at the neck and there's pretty strategic bunker play. There's some strategic trees in place, a couple holes you got to, you know, hit over a pond or a bridge. Yeah. I mean, Cal's a, Cal's a good course. I just, to be honest, I don't ever score there well. So that's probably why it's not on my, mm-hmm list of faves um and then you got the infamous what is that five that par three uphill 
that's like 204 but plays like 225 super hard um but again cal's it's a good track i'm hoping it's still there by the time we play it in september <laughs> supposedly you know it's sold years ago um it's been going through some zoning and um development issues so hopefully that doesn't get done but yeah that's our playoff and then we have the Southside tour championship and we head out to ruffle feathers mm-hmm. and ruffle feathers is one so i didn't make it out there last year that's a course i haven't played in literally seven or eight years yeah i've heard mixed reviews on it um i have heard that it's back i've heard in terms yeah, i mean a few years ago it was you know they kind of opened it more to outings i would say yeah you know and they kind of yeah. let it go um but you know obviously it's a pete die course and mm-hmm. you know it's it's got some fun holes um some hard holes but a couple of par threes are hard but i mean it's sort of like the thing i mean we're seeing it every course right the price is up you can't really do anything about that mm-hmm. but that's that's the kind of downfall of it but it is a fun track um i mean makes, starting close that makes sense because management changed in the last like four years there mm-hmm. and i and i do remember actually meeting with them year one and the guy was like hey all we're doing here is outings and weddings so mm-hmm. but yeah to your point i've heard it's back in terms of like condition of the course um i heard it's no longer like hickory hills to where the rough is super long uh, <laughs> so yeah I, i'm pumped to go back like like you pointed out it's a pete die um it's a nice design what's their what's the iconic par three there what hole is that 11 yeah maybe it's 11 yeah yeah i mean again like there's there's a lot of fun holes on the course for sure there's there's um 12 is a fun hole i think off the tee it's very if you take your pxg you probably could get right up there um you know so i think it's what so it's 10 11 12 13 14 is one of those where you're, you're seeing up high and you're going down you know the green's way low but you got to play like a hybrid or something so again it's a lot of target golf on that course as well um you can't really spray it anywhere but no it's a i think it's a it's a good place to have a championship for sure to test people yeah so that's that's a wrap that's a wrap for the thing is rob we're saying that's a wrap but we've yet to begin so 416 we're about six weeks away from Mm -hmm. the first t-ball of the 2022 season um speaking of that brings us right into the api book it with t picks Mm -hmm. who do you like this week rob what did you see bryson with drew i did I did. Um, so I didn't. I I didn't think about this earlier, but you just you kind of pull the string. So I may go on a bit of a rant. So the guy hey, long put, No, the guy put the guy put out a video. Sure, it's it's a told Bryson video. That's to be expected. But I've just been thinking about golf Twitter lately, and it's dude it's 
during events, we've talked about this, you and I, like off record during events, golf Twitter is awesome. You know, you could track play, you see the different clips and replays of shots. Like it's awesome outside of events. So like Monday through Wednesday, Mondays are okay because you got Ryan French and Monday Q. So that's always cool to follow. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like Tuesday, Wednesday is absolutely just like toxic. And mm-hmm. it, it's literally beginning to be like reckless and like political. And so anyways, what I'm getting at is I saw the video and I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to see the comment section. And it was just like people ripping Bryson, you know, did, did you really need to be that scripted in your own home? And then people were like, for a minute and 32 second video, there sure was a lot of edits in that video. Um, anyhow, it's just, like I said, it it's kind of just a cesspool mm-hmm. at certain times. But for the most part, I'll take five out of the seven days where it is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think lately with the whole Phil thing, and I think people are carrying that out, you know, as long as they can and bringing in all sorts of shit on top of that. I'm kind of just over it, man. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait to just not be on it and be out playing golf, to be honest. Um, what do you think about the announcement with Zach today? I like it. I think, um, I think Zach's a super good dude. Um, do I find him to be pretty boring? Yes. I just, it is what it is. Um, would I like to play for the guy? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, so I saw the, the hype up video and yeah, I wanted to run through a brick wall for the guy, but, <laughs> but like, do I find him personally just kind of like vanilla? Yeah. Um, sure. What'd you think? Well, I mean, he's a fellow PXG guy. You guys stick together. Win <laughs> this PXG, man. No, I like it. I like to pick a lot. Yeah. I mean, he, well, here's, here's my thing. The guy earned it. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say much about it. You know, um, I think he's pretty well-respected. It seems like everybody loved the pick. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, who do you, uh, who do you like this week? Anybody, any favorites for you? Um, I kind of like Victor, to be honest with you. Oh, really? All right. Me and T. Me and T. You and T. You and T. Are, yeah. You guys are feeling each other this week. All right, let's go. All right. The, All right, hear him. The API, Book It With T Picks, are in. And he's got, well, I might butcher this one. Uh, he's got <laughs> Ray, Arai, R-A-I. I. Is that the two gloves guy? I don't know. Who is it? R A Y R A I Rye Ray. I'm gonna go with Ray. Ray, 150 to one. Justin Rose, 60 to one. Burns, 50 to one. Zelatoris, 30 to one. And your guy, T's favorite. Oh, Victor, yeah. Victor Hovland, 18 to one. And you could book it with T. Awesome. The API picks. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard of uh, the first guy. Maybe I have. So and I, did you say Aaron Rye? Right. Right. Yeah. R A I. Yeah. He's the one. Oh no, he's the one. Well, he's the two clubs. I mean, two gloves. 
and he's the one that has the iron covers. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Love it. But I mean, I can't knock the guy for his his explanation why he has head covers for his irons. What do you say? Iron covers. So basically, I believe it was like they grew up with not a lot of money, and his dad bought him a good set of golf clubs, right? And you know, he wanted to, you know, take care of them because they didn't have money. So it's more of like it's a thank you to his dad type thing. I don't hate that. Mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, since we're in the trust tree here, I kind of get a little upset with myself. I wouldn't say I'm by, by any means, cause I'm pretty uptight about like keeping my shit clean and like, but just from like the abuse that my irons get from like being in the cart and like, Oh, I hate bag chatter. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. So like, if it if if head or if uh, iron covers were more accepted in society, I would probably I would probably wear them, to be honest, because I like keeping my shit like that too, like nice and clean. And um, but then again, do I want to be taking them off every time? Probably not. Um, but I don't like all the nicks. I mean, after I, one year of having my new irons, they were they look like mm-hmm. they were six years old. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally understand that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, API out at Bay Hill. Bay Hill is another sick track. So this is what, stop two of five of the floor swing, I believe. Yeah. Um, is, is players next weekend? Players is, what are we at? End of February? I think two weekends? Or is it next weekend? Anyways, um, mm-hmm. speaking of, I heard an insane story today, and this is actually about Augusta. Um, I was listening to the, uh, well, not listening. I saw a clip on Twitter of all places, but it was Riggs from Barstool. Did you hear that story about the guy who was a guest that got a hole-in-one at Augusta? Mm-mm. So check this out. It's bananas. So. Guy goes and plays Augusta as a guest, right? Mm-hmm. Makes a hole in one. Augusta. So Augusta has obviously strict rules, right? There's only like one guy in the group that's allowed to be like the cameraman or whatever. And mm-hmm. the, none of those pictures can be posted on social media. It's only for personal use, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Augusta finds out, obviously, he, he got a hole in one. So they send him a letter afterwards and say, hey, you know, um, we'd like to, I believe it was, we'd like to like send you a picture, um, of you grabbing the ball, the ball out of the hole or whatever it was like from one of the pictures their buddies took, right. Mm-hmm. Long behold, Augusta sends them a painting of said picture, whether that was like him taking the ball, out of the hole, or whatever it was, it was a painting. And in the letter, they were like, they invoiced him. Or they said, if you decide to keep this, it's going to be 50K. What? Yeah. So the guy, the guy was like, dude, 50K, this is an insane amount of money. Like, what are you, what are you guys talking about? So he kicked it around for like a couple months, ended up paying it, then received a letter from Augusta saying, we honor 
we basically we honor that you consider this moment like you know a cherishable moment in your lifetime you are now a member of augusta so augusta swear swear to god so augusta is just playing head games basically they wanted to see if he was committed by purchasing that picture and by doing so he then got himself you know a membership at augusta how insane is that story come on yeah and it and it was from like multiple sources that happened so yeah can you believe it can you imagine if that guy was like nah i'm good and then augusta was like ah well we were going to offer you a membership (laughs) you snooze you lose yeah so oh man yeah it's pretty wild it's pretty ballsy of augusta to be like yeah by the way here's your invoice for 50k right well here's your painting but it's gonna cost you 50 grand Right. So they physically sent him the painting. Yes. And then they said, if you decide to keep this painting, by the way, it's 50K. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they put the ball in like a glass box and, you know, good, nice little shadow box for him. Yeah. No, I thought I thought the story was awesome. It, it kind of was crazy. like Augusta's playing chess, yeah. you know. Right. Everybody's playing checkers. They're playing chess. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. But it's uh, awesome. That brings us right into the top three, Rob. Are you ready? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah. For the top well, the top three, you know, I kept on, I've been thinking about the Masters a lot. So it's kind of like a two-parter. One, we always talk about this at the office when it goes around Masters time is, how much would you pay, honestly, if they said you can come play Augusta? What would be your number? I mean, what's the minimum? What's your what's the max? What's the max you would pay? One round. One round. Mm, probably. I don't know. Ten k. Really? Yeah. Why is that low? No, no. I I said fifteen hundred. I always say <laughs> like fifteen hundred. You cheap fuck. Fifteen hundred. It's Augusta. You could go play fucking Pebble and Pastia Tiempo for fifteen hundred. That's true. Kind of backfired. I mean, I think you're gonna say ten k. I mean, we're talking about Augusta. Yeah, that's true. I mean, ten k. Yeah, ten k is a, a ton of dough. And would I most likely afterwards be like, <laughs> fuck? That was ten k. Yeah, for sure. But you know, on like the first. I'm like the third tee box. I'd be like, yeah, this was so worth it, you know? And then they offer you a lifetime membership after paying 10K. Yeah, yeah. It's a steal. You're committed. Yeah. Well, actually, we just need the other 40K. Right. But no, All right. Well, I mean, so I I get it. I would so say- then that leads me into uh, my top three would be what are your three favorite things that you look forward to for masters, you know? Um, so I would say just in general, like, yeah, you know, if there's something you enjoy to do, you know, or if there's something about the masters that you like, you know, stuff like that, just in general. Okay. So I would say in my three hole would be the masters app. 
being able to watch all the different holes and getting yep. that set up on my TV, like basically the setup, right? Mm-hmm. Getting mm-hmm. the TV is out and the computer's out and having everything mm-hmm. going. Yep. Um, I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and I think you were looking at the Masters app, and I'm like, you look at the Masters app when the Masters isn't on, you're like, yeah, I look at it like once a month. Oh, the website. Yeah, the website. The website. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say the setup. And then number two, I don't know. I mean, maybe like just the 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 pairings, the opening tee, like I don't know. I don't know what number two would be. Let me circle back on that. Number one would for sure, sure. be the Sunday's the Sunday master party mm-hmm. that, that I do. Um mm-hmm. usually the same guys every year. It's always a blast. Um, you know, put it up on the on the big screen. And then, you know, we always one guy usually brings something. I usually smoke something. And then <laughs> and then usually by, you know, the fifth or sixth hole, we're usually hitting golf balls into the into the screen while watching the masters. So it's just a good time. Oh, I know I know what number two is for sure. One thousand. I I'm I'm pumped. I circle back on this. So most people, you know, they're big, they're big, um, they're big, their spending or, or gambling thing is the Super Bowl, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that sprinkle heavy on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I literally might make a bet like throughout the year. I'm not a big sure. gambler. I make so many bets during the Masters. And it's not, it's weird, dude. It's like the mm-hmm. Masters is almost like Vegas for me. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I'll place going in, I'll place finishers, I'll do day one finishers, I'll do heads mm-hmm. up. Like it's like I almost have too much action going on because, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not really used to it. I've been out of the mm-hmm. game for a while now. So, yeah, I would say that's a, that's probably my top three. How about you? That's a good top three. It's kind of funny you talk about betting. It's not in my top three, but um, that first year that bubble won, um, a family friend went to Vegas the month prior and I gave him some money and he put it on. I wanted Bubba. And obviously he came back with a ticket from me. And, uh, I, and it was funny because I was dating Katie at the time and we're over at her parents' house for dinner on Sunday. And you know, I'm sitting there, they're eating in the kitchen. I'm sitting in the living room watching the coverage still because it's, you know, I have the winning ticket in my hand for Bubba and I'm like, holy shit. So yeah, that was a good one. What was the cash on that? It was like 15 bucks. And I think it was like 40 to one, but just the excitement of right. Right. getting to watch it was good. But um, the three hole would be how you said the setup, like putting the computer up, putting the TV up, putting another TV up, getting to watch all angles and, you know, just just sitting back and enjoying the coverage. Um, two would be ever since I had Ella or Katie had Ella. Um, it was, I think that's when drive chip and putt started. So yeah. like the week prior, I have a picture like every year now with Ella sitting there watching it. It's just, I, I thoroughly enjoy it just to see the, the, it's going to sound weird, but the enjoyment out of these kids seeing like Bubba there and stuff like that, watching yeah. Ella love, you know, the game of golf, how we love the game of golf. So that's oh, always yeah. fun. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, 
obviously the coverage is good and everything like that, but my like my favorite thing is it's silly, but I, I really enjoy the par three, like sitting there at the office watching the par three chant, you know, go off and everything like that. So are you talking about the the Wednesday? Yeah, the Wednesday. Yep. Oh yeah. I love I was pissed that there was no uh par three mm-hmm. here. I so my honorable mention is the par three because I agree. Um Dude, two years ago when Jack's grandson, grandson. Or whatever, oh, yeah. that yeah. was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the par three as well. Um, dude, there's just something about the hype and everything that's built around the Masters, you know, the the ground. Like, it's there's just a lot of history there. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, whole, the whole green jacket, the, you know, as weird as like the the whole ceremony is afterwards, like just how awkward it is. Like something mm-hmm. about it, you know, it, the whole thing is just, it's unbelievable. Like I said, it's by, it's by far my favorite sporting event of the year. Um, 100%. Yeah. So yeah, well that wraps up in uh, an unbelievable episode, episode 20, which is crazy to think about Rob. Uh, crazy thing about that registration open yesterday yeah so by the time you guys hear this registration is officially open mm-hmm. it opened up well for us it opens so tonight is kind of like christmas eve for us rob yep. because technically it opens tomorrow night by the time you guys hear this it would already have opened and the floodgates are officially open come register for the 2020 season um It's going to be a great one. We have a ton of great stuff lined up for you guys. So until then, very exciting. We'll see you uh, in the fairway. See you in the fairway, Tom. See you, buddy.